Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thanks for joining me. And uh, I'm, I feel like I should start by apologizing for the uh, slightly erratic publishing schedule recently. It's been a bit of a tumultuous time with uh, what with trips to Montreal and uh, a couple of big projects that I've been working on, um, most notably the new Spanish beginners course, which has been a lot of fun and very well received, but uh, a lot of work as well. Uh, that's also meant that uh, the, the transcripts have suffered a little bit. Sometimes I have to make a decision between, uh, you know, do I get the podcast, if I record a new episode, do I get the podcast out now or do I wait a few days for the transcript to come in and more often than not I decide to uh, get the podcast out right away uh, so that you know those of you who've been waiting for an episode uh, can indeed get it so that's um, a little bit about that Uh, you are witnessing my best efforts to get it back on track um, so on that note a little bit of housekeeping before we begin we've got some great guests coming up on the podcast uh, in the next couple of episodes, you'll hear from Gabriel Weiner, who I'll be speaking to about his uh, new app that he's creating, attempting to replace Anki, which is a bold a bold claim. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll ask him about that. Alex Rawlings is coming back on the podcast with a, a new book that he's published, which is called How to Learn Any Language, and it's full of uh, really, really great advice. We've also got uh, Dr. Stephen Krashen coming on the podcast uh, who Stephen Krashen is uh, one of the most well-known and celebrated applied linguists. Uh, anyone, any of you who have been, who are, who are teachers or who have studied teaching or second language acquisition or applied linguistics will know the name Dr. Stephen Krashen. So he'll be coming on, which is great. We have uh, also quite a few new uh, language resources on the way. Um, we have a new book on, on, on beginner's French. So if you are thinking about learning French or you're in the early stages of French, well, I've got a, a new book that will be coming out that uh, aims to give you all the most important things you need to know about learning French right at the beginning, all in one go. So you can kind of get it out the way, get it all, get all the important information on your radar so that you can make faster progress at the beginning. So I'm really excited about that. Um, be sure to... Uh, Email me if you are if you're kind of jumping up and down right now, thinking, "Oh, I really want to get my hands on that book." Um, drop me an email to Ollie at I will teach you a language dot com. I'll make sure you get uh, information about that when it comes out. I'm also uh, really creating a British sign language course, which is a bit of an experiment for me. But um, I'm I've been, sign language is something that's been on my radar for a while now, and I've really wanted to learn more about it. So I'm, I'm creating a course. I've teamed up with a a professional British sign language teacher. And we're creating a beginner's course so that if you do live in the UK or Ireland and you want to just learn the basics so you can start to communicate with deaf people, uh, that will be uh, coming very, very soon. I'll mention it on the podcast, I'm sure, whenever I do. Also, Conversations is only weeks away now. Conversations is something I've been mentioning for a while and it's my my long-term project. It's been going for almost a year now. And it's what I'm doing is I'm trying to create material that helps you improve your listening comprehension by creating compelling stories to listen and read to, along with transcripts and 
word lists and uh, professionally recorded audio and stories that have been specially written to help you upgrade your listening skills from uh, the that kind of post-beginner level to a point where you can actually understand native speakers when they're talking. So that is, it's an awful lot of work. We're doing it in six languages, uh, French, German, Italian, Spanish, Chinese, and Japanese. So we're working very hard at getting that ready. We've got some amazing illustrations. I spent the whole of last month uh, actually recording here in London with 36 different <laughs> voice artists, stroke native speakers, stroke newbies as well. So there's been a lot of work in the in the uh, in the making, but I, I really hope that you will enjoy it when it comes. Uh, and I believe with that, it's probably time to get to today's question, but not before I thank the wonderful Italki who sponsor the podcast and who make it possible to put this out for you every week. Uh, Italki is a place where you can find native speaker teachers to get lessons with, whether they are formal lessons or more casual uh, tutoring type lessons. And if you want to get a free lesson, then you can head over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson to do that. All right, then, without any further ado, because there's been quite a lot of ado so far, let's hear from today's questioner, Aral. Um, hello. Um, how can I use a vocabulary book in the right way i mean properly for example everybody says that you should um categorize words according to the themes that they belong to but um i personally don't think that this is a useful way to learn new vocabulary so what are your suggestions for keeping a vocabulary notebook in the proper way Hi, Errol. Thank you very much for your question. And it's something which is uh, on the minds of many learners and also something that teachers uh, often often talk about as well. And, you know, you're, you're, in your question, you ask, you know, what's the proper way? What's the most useful way? And, um, you know, that it very much does depend on you and what you find useful. But I can tell you about my experience with this. I, you know, I have seen many learners go crazy with vocabulary notebooks, you know, having these big elaborate systems of writing down words and color coding things, organizing words by topic and having these beautiful vocabulary notebooks that look, uh, look, look amazing. And it does make you feel quite studious when you do that stuff, doesn't it? I mean, you feel like you're doing something good. But I mean, when I, 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 you know, when I was a teacher, I would encourage people to keep vocabulary notebooks. But I have to say, I encouraged people to do that because that's, kind of what teachers do right now as a learner i look back on it and i kind of think well what was i doing like because i don't do that as a as a learner myself i don't keep these big vocabulary notebooks when i when i look back at my learning in the past i mean yeah i would i would write down tons of words in in notebooks and then you know what would happen i would put the notebook back on the shelf and i would never look at it again and it would just gather dust i've got dozens of notebooks on the shelf full of um verbs and vocabulary and nouns and <laughs> phrases whatever all this different stuff that i've done and i never look at it I, I never go to my one thing i never do is go to my bookshelf take out a vocabulary notebook and study that vocabulary i, I, just, I just don't do it and so you know when, when you ask this question Errol, my, my first reaction is well what's the point of doing anything in a vocabulary notebook 
And I think you have to ask yourself, first of all, and be honest and say, like, all right, let's say that I do keep an extensive vocabulary notebook. Do I trust myself to actually go back and look at it and study it? And in my case, the answer is no. I simply wouldn't do it. And I I suspect for many of you listening as well, you're going to answer something similar. I think we just, we like to think that we're studying seriously and we like to think that we're being diligent. But it's really important to just think about what's the product and the outcome of keeping a vocabulary notebook like this. Do you actually do anything with it? You've got to ask yourself those questions. How valuable is the time that you're spending organizing a a vocabulary notebook? Now, if you find that, you know, writing down all these words, organizing them by topic, uh, you know, doing whatever it is you do, if you notice that as a result of doing that, you learn lots of words and your level in your language improves, then by all means, keep doing it. Absolutely. Don't let me tell you not to do it. But I would just encourage you to think back to all the time you have spent with a vocabulary notebook and ask yourself, what is the tangible value? How has it really helped me? Because if you don't go back and look at that book and you don't do things with those lists of words, then it's a waste of time, right? So will you ever look at it again? I I remember when I was in um, working as a teacher, I would see pe- teachers hand out these worksheets, and and they would have like it would be like a double side of A4 paper, and it would be like you'd have to okay, first of all write down the word in the language, and then say is it an adjective or an adverb or a noun or a preposition, and then write the dictionary definition, and then three example sentences, and then write a pa- a passage of creative writing using the word, like, you know, all of this detail. And I think like, and I looked at that and I thought, oh, that, that's a good idea. But that's as a, that's like me doing busy work as a teacher, not thinking about it from, from the kind of learner's perspective. Um, now I've, I've just come back from Montreal. I spent a lot of time talking with one of my favorite language thinkers, who is Steve Kaufman. And we uh, have, we spent a lot of time last weekend talking about, this stuff and I, you know, I listen to his talks and all the various, you know, every time I sit down and talk to Steve, I, I get, it makes me challenge my own <laughs> thoughts and my own approach to language learning. And he, we, we spoke about something very interesting uh, and our conversation, you'll hear much more about this in the interview with Stephen Krashen coming up, but essentially our conversation was about, well, if you spend most of your time listening and reading, which is what Steve does when he learns a language, uh, what proportion of unknown words should you have in your text? So let's imagine you're reading a, an article. How many of those words should be unknown? Now, Steve says that for him, he likes to read a text where about 20% of the words is un, are, are unknown. They're new for him. Now, for me, that's far too high. I, I you can't make any progress. I can't make any progress through a text when one out of every five words is unknown. And I talked to Krashen about this and he agreed. He said, like, yeah, for him, it's like five, 10 percent. But Steve's reply was this, like Steve said, well, if you don't read and listen to stuff that has a large amount of unknown vocabulary, how are you ever going to be able to cover enough new words to make progress in the language? In other words, if with your vocabulary notebook, you're spending so much time on individual words, how are you ever going to build up the large massive vocabulary that you need to really learn a language and i've been thinking about that a lot now that doesn't 
answer the question of, okay, well, how do you learn this vocabulary then? But I think it does just, it, what that did was bring into perspective for me things like vocabulary notebooks and endless busy work around vocabulary notebooks, uh, which don't contribute at all to you improving the level in your language. Now, I still am convinced that there is a a, a, a very important place for um, memory techniques and conscious vocabulary learning um, for most people. I'm one of those people. I need that stuff. And most people that I meet need that stuff as well. But it's about, it's about balance, isn't it? And I, and I, and I think that if you said that okay, you're spending 20, 30 minutes a day creating a vocabulary notebook, I would rather spend that time actually consciously learning new vocabulary that I want to learn, not just writing it down on a piece of paper for the sake of it. So what do I recommend you do? Okay, here is what I suggest you do, Errol. First of all, number one, you've got to get your new vocabulary from rich, compelling context, all right? Which means reading and listening to things that you like and speaking with people that you enjoy speaking to. From all that activity, you take new vocabulary that you want to learn. Now, if you like to write that down in a notebook, you know, jot it down quickly during your lesson or whatever, then by all means, write that down. I like to write things down because it just helps me repeat the word once more, you know. But then what I do afterwards is I look through all the stuff I've written down and I take only the most useful words and then I, having taken those useful words, I then put them through my process for learning vocabulary, all right, so that's conscious, active time spent memorizing vocabulary. But it's all come from, point number one is it's all come from rich, compelling context. And then point number two is I only choose the most important words that I want to learn right now. And then I spend time learning that. The vocabulary notebook doesn't really feature at all in there. It's just a way for me to write it down because I like writing things down. I know I'm not going to come back to it, so I don't spend any more time with it. All right, so I hope that helps. If you would like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. And at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. So two things for you today. First of all, um, I have a video called, Is Your Vocabulary Notebook Out of Control? Um, and it's a popular video. It's got some 20,000 views or so on, uh, on, on YouTube and a lot, of, a lot of people have uh, found it really useful. And I show you exactly what I do, this process of writing stuff down and then selecting the most useful vocabulary. If you'd like to have a look at that video, you can find it at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 211. Those are the show notes for this episode. And also in general for uh, learning vocabulary and how to, you know, once you've you've written down these words, how to actually memorize them, then you should come and take my free email course, which I'm going to tell you about in just a second in the little outro reel. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. 
It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.